the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I believe the first half hour of the program, Monday and Tuesday, was around the canceled drag show in Clintonville. And the reporting on it was that the Proud Boys were there and uh, that a Columbus police officer (gasps) dared to high-five a Proud Boy. Uh, Well, guess what? It wasn't the Proud Boys. I know who it was. I spoke to uh, the person who organized the group that was there in camouflage and armed, providing security and probably keeping the proceedings very, very safe. I'll have details on that momentarily, but first I'd like to talk with Scoop in Westerville. Hi, Scoop. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, Bruce. Happy uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Thank you, sir. It's great. Thank you, sir. All people served there. We just appreciate those guys. No kidding. Absolutely. A couple couple things Um, uh, about the the sex of the child. Uh, Yeah, the transgender. uh, Yeah. Gender, yeah. Uh, back when I was in school, we used to solve that problem by playing sh- shirts and skins and basketball. And maybe that little thing would solve a lot of problems. You, hey, if not willing to do that, so maybe maybe you would probably just back out of the sport. So that's uh, it's pretty simple, you know, shirts and skins. And then everybody divided up. And some of us, that guys didn't want to do that either. But, <laughs> but we did because you had to in doing the sport. So. Yeah, you're old school, Scoop. And, uh, you know, people like you and me who are old school um, – at times we scratch our heads in this era, and we say, "What? Like, huh? Why a, a boy thinks they're a girl? A girl thinks they're a boy? It's really jumps the shark, nonsensical, illogical, unbelievable." When administrators, when adults abide the lunacy and would disadvantage. Girls playing sports by allowing a boy to play that sport just because the boy says they're a girl. Uh, That's, you know, a disadvantage from a competitive standpoint. But if that were the only drawback, that'd be one thing. It'd be bad enough. But what happens when you abide this nonsense is that boys then get access to girls' private spaces, locker rooms, bathrooms, and... In Loudoun County, Virginia, the worst that can happen happened. Not only did a boy masquerade as a girl and given access to a girl's private space, a girl's bathroom, but he went in there and he sodomized a freshman girl in the school. And it gets worse from there. Luke Rosiak, Daily Wire reporting, brought this to light, and a Virginia grand jury has spent time investigating it. And what that Virginia grand jury found was not only that the crime occurred, but that the father of the daughter, the victim, when the father went to school, the father, can you imagine how you would be if your daughter called you and told you that happened to her by a boy in a girl's bathroom and that a school staffer walked in and saw it and left and didn't do anything about it? I can't even fathom what my reaction would be. This father went to the school, and the father was arrested, and then 
an email was sent around by school personnel saying that they had an incident. What was the incident? The rape? The sodomy? No, the incident was the dad showing up. We had a dad who showed up. Well, the grand jury can do what Luke Rosiak of the Daily Wire cannot do. The, the grand jury can subpoena witnesses. The grand jury can subpoena witnesses. And the grand jury did that. And the grand jury found that this got even worse the deeper that it went. The school, were they caught off guard by the fact that this boy was capable of doing this and was masquerading as a girl? Here's Luke Rosiak telling what the pre-story to this horrific event was. The school board members would not testify until they were within two hours of being arrested. Um, But they got documents, they did get that testimony, and what we find is that uh, there was a series of failures, continuing failures, including just days before the rape, a teacher's aide emailed her boss that she did not want to be held responsible if anyone gets hurt because of this kid. Now her boss said, I question your motives, implying that the lady, the teacher that complained was transphobic. And so they left this kid in school, they did nothing to him, and just days later he raped. Um, after that, he's charged. He's wearing an ankle bracelet. They just transfer him to a different school. And the father went to the school board meeting and made the accusation that his daughter was raped by a boy masquerading as a girl. And they had the father arrested. And the school officials said that no rape had occurred. No rape had occurred. They had no record of the rape occurring. They knew it occurred. You heard Luke Rosiak in the beginning of that clip say that the school board members were within hours of being arrested. They were within hours of being arrested for not complying with the subpoena from the grand jury. See, the grand jury can subpoena you to testify, and the school board members weren't going to come in and testify. Why were they not going to come in and testify? Because if you're under oath and you have to testify as to how much of a cover-up went on to keep this secret from the voters in the Loudoun County School District, well, you're not exactly eager to go in and tell that story, but you're only willing to do it if you're threatened with arrest. Now, what happened to the boy after this? What happened to the boy after this? He was put in another school. Was anybody at that school told about the danger that he posed? No, no. They were keeping their eyes on him. How do you think that went? There was an email that went out after the first rape that said the only thing that happened at school today was an unruly parent, and that's why you saw police on campus. Now, if you need counseling from having to see the police, we'll offer you counseling. Um, but there was no threat to the safety of students. And we find out, as you mentioned, the rapist was on the loose that entire time while they were seeking a restraining order against the father. Now, that email was at the father of the victim. Um, we've, that email was attributed, as I reported at the time, to the principal. But we found out from this grand jury, the school district's press guy, the spokesman, wrote it. And the superintendent edited it. So this is all about PR. And as I was saying, they move the kid to the new school and he harasses other girls. And they make him write on a piece of paper, I will not touch others. I will not ask for intimate photos. This is after the kid is wearing an ankle bracelet because he's facing felony sodomy charges. Again, they have warning signs. Again, they do nothing. And a few days after that, he takes a girl into a, a ban- an empty classroom, strangles her, and sexually assaults her. So that's one way this can go south with this abiding of the transgender ideology nonsense. What's another way that it can go south? Well, let me read to you from a story on the Ohio Press Network. On a Friday in early October, 
Dan and Laura Jones received, they're not, that's not their real name, received an urgent phone call from a social worker at Hilliard Memorial. It's a middle school. Their daughter, the counselor notified them, was suicidal. That's a nightmare call for any parent. But it was particularly out of left field in this particular case, the father said, because not only had their 13-year-old daughter not shown any previous signs of of abnormal emotional distress at home, this was the first time the parents had ever been contacted by anyone from the school regarding their daughter having a mental health crisis. As the story unfolded, the mom and dad were shocked to learn that their daughter had been exhibiting symptoms of emotional distress for weeks at school and that she had been wrestling with gender dysphoria. Even worse, multiple teachers knew something was wrong, yet no one had contacted the parents. Nor had the principal, Barry Bay, or even a counselor. The parents were told that their daughter was suicidal because she actually wanted to be a boy. Here's a quote from the father. A social worker who'd never called us before said our daughter was in her office and we were told she was making suicidal threats. So they waited until the daughter was suicidal to tell the parents. Why? Because, well, if the daughter claims that the daughter is a boy, why would we tell the parents about that? We can handle it here. We can give them a secret closet to change clothes in. We can call them by whatever name we want to call them by. And the parents never need to know. She's 13. She's 13 years old, 7th, 8th grade, somewhere in there. The parents aren't told. This is another aspect of how horrific the transgender situation can go. Oh, I have more. I have more from an old Tangy school. I promised you I'd tell you about the people who were at the drag show and the armed camouflaged people. They were members of a militia, an Ohio militia, but not the Proud Boys. I apologize I'm up against a break. Sometimes we can't get to everything on this day in evil, but we'll fill in the blanks for you with the details of who that was in camo and armed and what's going on in Olin Tangy. Okay, before I get stacked up against a break, I do want to clarify a mistake that every media entity in this town made. Newspaper, television stations. In advance of the Holly Drag story time that was supposed to take place in Clintonville on Saturday, the Proud Boys said they were coming and it was going to be wild. And so, because we have uh, reporters that don't do what reporters should do, which is ask questions and get names and vet information, it was universally, not just widely, universally reported that the guys at the Clintonville church and in the vicinity on Saturday wearing camo, holding assault rifles and, you know, maybe not assault rifles, but they were holding rifles, were the Proud Boys. Because, I mean, the Proud Boys said they were coming, right? They said they were coming. So if the, if the guys are there, they must be Proud Boys. They must be extremists. They must be awful. It was not the Proud Boys that were pictured in the Columbus Dispatch. The people pictured in the Columbus Dispatch and shown on video on television were members of the Sons and Daughters of America. That is a different militia group, and I spoke to the head of the militia group yesterday, and no, I'm not about to give his name because I'm not going to put him in jeopardy. But they were there, he said, to keep the peace. 
And he said, given Reddit conversations and social media postings beforehand, that he firmly believes that if they were not there, violence would have happened at that event based upon threats that were posted on social media ahead of time. So I thanked him for being there because, as I said, he didn't break any laws. You're allowed to be there. You're allowed to carry openly in the state of Ohio. And so all the consternation about Proud Boys is typical of left-wing media in that how can we demonize people we disagree with who don't share the view that drag shows are good for kids, sexualizing little kids under the age of two, letting them come in free to a drag show. This is great. It opens broad vistas of their horizons. Now, what it does is it confuses them, and it ingrains the evil agenda that a person's identity is 100% related or most determined by their sexual proclivities. That is not the defining characteristic of people. The defining characteristic, first of all, of course, would be if you're male or female, but male and female doesn't have anything to do with your sexual proclivities. It has to do with your biology according to the way that God made you. So anybody that is about standing against the evil of the LGBTQ agenda, and it's evil for the people who are trapped in it because it is not a healthy lifestyle to live. God has placed his truth on every human heart, and if you are at odds with that truth, you will not have inner peace. I see all the time all the people who are LGBTQ people are, their their suicide rates are astronomically high. They suffer from greater rates of depression. Yeah, of course they do. It's not because they're bullied. It's not because they're treated mean. It's because they are at odds with who God made them to be. And that is a difficult lie to live. The inner toll it takes upon you is incalculable. You cannot be a person of faith and argue with that logic, a person of authentic faith. So thank you to the sons and daughters of America for being there, for keeping the peace. And I'm sorry that you were painted with a brush that does not fit who you are. Now, back to the situation with, speaking of LGBTQ ideology, in Hilliard where two parents were called and told their 13-year-old daughter was suicidal, first they'd heard of it. And the parent, you can find the story on the Ohio Press Network, the names have been changed to protect the identity of the parents and the girl. And the daughter had expressed her uncertainty about her identity to teachers, but the teachers didn't bother to call the parents until she was suicidal. The school social worker, the parent interacted with, the dad said to the social worker, it's your responsibility as a counselor to protect the privacy of the student. You're an academic person. You have responsibility and authority over these children and you allowed it to go over the line by allowing other teachers and people like that to know about the girl's alleged dysphoria, but not bringing the parents into the situation. He said a choir teacher at the school, and it's Hilliard Memorial Middle School, a choir teacher pulled the girl aside after hearing, overhearing a conversation the girl was having with someone else. Another student, the choir teacher, pulled the student aside and started asking probing questions about, well, maybe you're a boy, and you know, 
the whole indoctrination, grooming, coaching, coaxing aspect of this. He said, maybe just let the kids talk and don't involve yourselves. He said, if the teacher was concerned about something she'd overheard, there are mental health professionals in the building that take care of those things. The choir teacher is not one of them, nor is the science teacher. In the end, the father said he feels like multiple factors, the teachers coaching and coaxing, pushed his daughter to the brink of suicide. He said the teachers talking to his daughter about issues they were not qualified to discuss with her and the pressure that they put on her led to her suicidal tendencies. I would not disagree with him. If I were him, I would feel the exact same way. Now to the Olentangy School District. Ah! the I will say the uh, teachers in these districts are getting uh, cagier now that people like us are pushing back against this kind of nonsense. But I received an email from a parent about something going on at Olentangy Berkshire Middle School. The counselor there, now think of this, the counselor, okay? This is the person that you would like to be able to trust to do things the right way, things that were done the wrong way at Hilliard Memorial Middle School. The counselor's name is Andrew Rock. Andrew Rock is a very outspoken LGBTQ advocate. You can tell that from the stuff that's in his classroom or his office. And he sends an email to other teachers and school personnel on company time in the district's email system inviting fellow employees to a holiday gathering. Would you like for me to read the email? Of course you would. Good afternoon, folks. Again, this is from his district email on district time. Good afternoon, folks. Just reaching out to see who would be interested in a winter gathering on Friday, December the 16th. I don't, here's the code word, right? I don't want to be a drag, but if you're interested in seeing a show, shoot me a text for more information. So far, we have a booking for 20 spots in the front row but we may be able to order more if there's enough interest. You'll have to act fast. They don't last. Tickets are between $12 and $15. Hope to see you there. And, of course, uh, Mr. Rock includes his pronouns in the email. I would think he'd have enough to do during the day as a school counselor that he wouldn't be uh, taking any time out of his taxpayer-funded day to beef up his social count. I don't want to be a drag, but if you're interested in seeing a show, shoot me a text. We have a booking for 20 spots in the front row. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.